0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. I'm Frank the III, and I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even further into our series, The Hills Have Size, um, where we talk about the seminal MTV show, The Hills. Yep. Uh, today we'll be discussing season three, episode twelve, "Stress and the City."
1: Yep. <laughs> Get it? It's a plan where it's it's like Sex in the City. A thousand percent.
0: <laughs> um, now, do you, uh, do we have any house cleaning? I don't think we really
1: uh My only house cleaning that I forgot to drop last week was that Brent Bolt House recently got married, and there are some interesting photos on Instagram if any of you are curious. That was it.
0: Congratulations, Brent!
1: Yep, sweet knee length
0: jacket <laughs> that you wore
1: uh, to your wedding. That's all I'll say about that.
0: All right. Well, let's begin. All
1: right. Um, to recap. And the recap isn't so much a recap of last week as much as it's setting up what's happening in this episode and it reminds us that um Spencer stopped hanging out with Brody because Brody was rolling with his enemy, aka Lauren. Um and Lauren was starting to wonder if her and Brody were more than just friends.
0: And what I realized in this episode is that like I refer to Lauren as Elsie a lot. I feel like you do sometimes. I think the only person in the show who refers to that is Spencer. <laughs> Like, no one else calls her Elsie but Spencer.
1: Yeah. Um, in Laguna Beach, that's how she's known.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, as, as
0: Someone who did not watch Laguna, I did not know that, but I feel like on the hills, the only person who refers to her as Elsie is Spencer.
1: Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. I tend to refer to her as LC In as Laguna, part. that's all she was known as. Okay. Yeah. Um, and listeners- I kind of just want
0: to be FP3 now.
1: That's amazing. You yeah, should. Yeah. I think I'm just going to be FP3. I got called MB all the time. Still do. I just call up my name. It's yeah, boring. Yeah. And for you listeners, my husband is home. He is not joining us for this, but you might hear him stomping around, pulling out chairs, etc.
0: And he did watch the episode with us, and I'm sad <laughs> he's not joining us because he, he did have a lot of really funny comments.
1: He's never watched The Hills, so he has lots of. Wonderful there was a lot of fresh eyes. It was it was pretty good. I think he'll join us to guest star at some point. Hopefully, one of these days we'll make him a strong drink, and he won't be able to pass it up. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in. We are touring the location for the Young Hollywood Party with Teen Vogue, Whitney, Lisa Love, and Lisa Love's Gang of Gays, which I have officially (laughs) noticed this episode. Um, And it is a massive church.
0: Yes. And I have a couple notes of this. The two things that I thought were funny were that Whitney wants to turn the confessionals into photo booths. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was pretty hilarious. Yep. And, um, I just wrote, the the limelight did it better. What do you mean? Oh, I keep forgetting that you're a lot younger than me. Um, in, (laughs) in New York, in the late 80s and early 90s, there was an amazing nightclub called the limelight, and it was in an old church. And that's where, like, the movie Party Monster... Like, it all takes place in oh, the limelight. Okay. Like, I used to go all the time. Like, the okay. limelight was, like, the shit. And it was oh. in an old church. And it was just, like, it looked like that, but it was okay. a club. So, I was like, <laughs> it's been done with. Like, this okay. is not a new thing.
1: You're also forgetting that I'm completely not up on clubs in any city in any time period whatsoever. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That's, that's really yeah. your forte that's, that's in this podcast. End. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, I noticed Lisa looked good.
0: Oh, she, she looked great.
1: Yeah, she had a, a very stylish looking professional outfit on black and white themed and you know she she definitely looks her age from the shoulders up but she looks she looked very professional and attractive
0: yeah i had a lot to say about her looks when we get to the office
1: okay but for this particular yeah, oh scene, yeah no she looks yeah, great yeah um so then we're actually at teen vogue sticking with some continuity
0: before that there was a little montage oh stock footage segment that I noticed, and your husband Bill noticed, so there was a limo with a license plate that said Diva 64. <laughs> and I want to know if that's 1964 or a 64-year-old person.
1: Well, or... usually with limo companies, what that means is that's the name of the company and the number of the car.
0: Wow, so they have 64 limos. That's a lot of limos. In Los Angeles, that wouldn't surprise me.
1: True. Or it's just their entire fleet, so they might have like Hummer limos too that say Diva 1.
0: Fair enough. Well, okay. Diva 64 was turning it out. <laughs>
1: You were hoping it was a 64-year-old woman with her own limo. Yeah, or
0: 1964, (laughs) or, you know, maybe there's a club called 64. You never know.
1: I mean, I could be wrong, but I think when I was looking up, like, transportation vehicles for wedding guests, it was something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So then we're at Team Vogue, and Whitney and Lauren are in Lisa Love's office, and Lisa Love informs them that they are going to be taking the red eye to New York City. Always the red eye. Mm Mm-hmm just to make it more stressful, um, that they will be going to New York to present this church and all these details about the young Hollywood party to Amy Astley. Um, I mean,
0: but to be fair, the red eye from New York to LA is like a nine o'clock flight. Cause of the time difference.
1: Right. No, I know they just, they always stress that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and usually when I fly back from LA, it is a red like, it's just more common. Yeah. I'm
1: just putting it out there. Um, so a few things I noticed in this scene. I also like that Lisa Love tells them it's going to be serious business.
0: Um, the My two notes on the scene were <laughs> that Lisa Love looks amazed. Mm-hmm. And during the episode, I looked up her age and she's now 61, which means she was like 51, 52 around now. So yeah. um, sad that I'm closer to her age then than Whitney and Lauren. Um, and I put that Whit looks like a giant marshmallow. <laughs> her top is very strange. It's a marshmallow. Yeah. It is a... It's a marshmallow halter top.
1: Yeah, it's a poofy off the shoulder.
0: No, it was a halter top.
1: No, 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 it was off the shoulder.
0: No, the it, the, no, it was. It stopped here. There was no shoulder. It was just here with a halter top. It oh, didn't touch right. your arms at all. So it was a crop top. I thought a crop top is your belly coming out.
1: Oh, it was just a. Uh... It was a halter top. No, a halter goes around your neck, sweetie. I, it was just a. Uh... No, a halter top is here. No, that's a tube
0: top. A that's tube a, top. I'm sorry, you're right. That's what I'm trying to say. I was looking say. for the word. A tube top, yes. A halter you, you top are,
1: ties behind your
0: neck. You are a thousand percent correct. I, well, tube top. That's what I meant I, by crop top. Is, it's a tube top. And that's what I meant by halter top was tube top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, she also, it looks like something that Jules in Real Housewives of New York City wore in her confessional.
0: Oh, you're right. You're that's right, why I right. thought it had shoulders. Can we take a quick second to RIP Jules? I'm so sad she's not coming back for next season.
1: I actually don't find that fair. No, She quit.
0: They okay. wanted her to come back. She'd quit.
1: Oh, okay. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, though. no,
0: I was sad. I, I, By the end of the season, I was really liking her, and the reunion, I'm liking her, and I'm bummed she's not coming back. Sorry to digress, but...
1: Yeah. oh, That makes sense to me, though. If she had been fired, I would have been more upset. No, no, no. She wasn't fired. Um, but oddly enough, I do like Whitney's beauty look. She's wearing a lot more eyeshadow than she does normally. Like, she came from a photo shoot or something. She's actually wearing darker eye makeup.
0: Oh, everything else looks stunning. And she has... An stunning. Ad- stunning. Except for the tube top.
1: Yeah. And she has a um, an adorable like top knot in her yeah, hair. I yeah. agree.
0: I know. The skirt was cute. It was just that stupid top.
1: Yeah, it was a stupid top. Um, did you also notice Lisa loves giant jar of pencils on her desk? No, I didn't. She had a huge cup of all the same type of pencil, and then next to it was a huge cup of all the same type of pen.
0: Well, she likes what she likes. Yeah. Office supply extraordinaire. At least I love, yeah. And just side note, listeners: if you ever decide to wear a tube top, a tube top is meant to be skin tight. Yeah. And preferably worn to a white snake concert. Yeah. Like you don't wear a marshmallow one to teen Vogue. You wear a skin tight tube top when you get in your boyfriend's Firebird t top. Right. To go to the white snake concert, or maybe with like a high waist clip in your hair.
1: Yeah. Or with a high waisted jean and some roller skates, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I agree with you, especially if I looked like Whitney. I think I would only wear a
0: tube top. I might go home and put on a tube top. Just roller skate around my living room. Wouldn't be the first Listening time. Listening to Santa too? Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. Nope. Um, so then we are at Bolt
1: House and Spencer is walking into Bolt House because that's what Spencer does now. He doesn't sit at home and he doesn't drive around. He just shows up at Oh, Bolt but wait, House.
0: real quickly, yes. there was they did go to the closet for like a hot second.
1: Yes, I had no notes about that. And
0: what my only note was that Whitney has a bald spot.
1: Oh yeah, the like gap. right
0: where your widow's peak would be if you had a widow's peak. She's got like a half inch little bald patch, and you could see it when her hair was pulled back. It was a little disconcerting for me, like a little alopecia.
1: Yeah, was, what's your take on it? What? Do you, why do
0: you think that? happened? I think it was a little alopecia. Oh
1: okay.
0: Like I think it just stressed something and fell out. But. Oh, okay. Because I haven't ever noticed it before, so.
1: No, I haven't either.
0: All right, know. but that's all I had to say. So now we can go on to, to Bold House.
1: Spencer's at Bolt House again for no reason. And as he's going into Bolt House, Frankie Delgado is coming out. Mm-hmm. Frankie does area Friday nights with. Brent. Saturdays. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, and he was picking up his paycheck.
0: Now I have a quick question yep. about, uh, Frankie doing Saturday nights at area. Yep. What do we think that means? I have no idea. Um, do we think he's a promoter Or if he's doing a paid appearance.
1: Would Frankie rake in that much money if he were the headliner of an appearance?
0: Well, that's why I was asking because I don't think... Well, I mean, The Hills was pretty big, but Area was pretty big. Like, I could see Frankie getting paid, like, throwing a couple thousand bucks or maybe, like, free entry for your friends and free drinks if you do an appearance at our, like, lesser known club. But Area was, like, the tits back then. So... I'm wondering if maybe he was a promoter. I think he he was. Okay.
1: I think he was legitimately working there.
0: Which, by the way, is the easiest job. I used to do club promoting. It's so easy. It's the best gig. Get back into it. Well, I didn't do it for money. Oh. I got an unlimited guest list, and I got free drinks for me for all my friends, and like VIP forever till the end of time, which for me was enough. But it's really like the dumbest, easiest job ever. You just go out to clubs all week and be like, hey, come to whatever. And then you find someone that knows a lot of people and you'd be like, I'll put you on the guest list plus one, but tell all your friends to come.
1: There you go. I think that's what he's doing.
0: Okay. Probably.
1: Because he seems, he doesn't seem as though his name is big enough to attract people to come. However, he seems like he knows a lot of people. And could spread the word. Oh, for
0: sure. I mean, and that's all a club promoter is. It's just, like, a popular person in the club scene that can convince people to come to an event. Right.
1: So they know that he's going to contact the cast of The Hills or tell Lowe to invite people from Laguna because they're kind of dating and et cetera, et cetera.
0: And if you're, like, a real good business person or not pathetic like me and just, like, the accolades, um, you can. I think you get, like, a percentage of the door. Like, a small, very small percentage or something. I was happy to do it just for free drinks. There you
1: go. Um... So they run into each other and Frankie points out that it's the first time they've seen each other in three months.
0: Oh, I missed that part. I didn't hear that. Yes. So
1: this timeline for the season is really out of control and moving very slowly. So wait, when do we think they stop talking? So I'm guessing it was... Around the beginning of the summer back at the Roosevelt Hotel episode. The Rolling with the Enemy episode, which was episode three,
0: I think. So we think this is August This is
1: end of summer. It's still August, September. And then in scenes from the next, we see Heidi's birthday. And we know Heidi's birthday is September 14th or something like that.
0: I think they just literally filmed them 24 7 for like six weeks. We're like, we're just going to make a season out of this.
1: They just made an entire season out of the summer.
0: Yeah. Kudos to the editors. Oh my, can you imagine that? Like, here's six weeks worth of 24 hour footage. You cut this into 29 episodes, like, and storylines and plot lines. Oh.
1: I wonder if there was a break halfway through season three. We should look that up. Yeah, we
0: should and see.
1: Because. Later in the season when they go to Paris and other things, it actually seems like winter. It seems like a different season. I wonder if they did kind of half and half.
0: Well, I mean, it was only on once a week. So, um, what, four goes into 29 how many times? Five, six, seven. That's seven months. Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe.
0: I mean, that's two seasons. Yeah. Two and a half seasons at least. So.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But it's apparently been three months since Frankie and Spencer have seen each other. Um, and Frankie lays it on pretty thick that Brody called Spencer on his birthday and, you know, you never called back. And Spencer reiterates that Brody's hanging out with Lauren, who does nothing but bash his name. And Frankie says, that's stupid. Brody's your best friend. He can hang out with whoever he wants. And then Spencer says, yeah, it's all about moving forward. And I'm not sure what his point was there. He's almost agreeing with Frankie, but he's trying to pretend (laughs) that's not what he said.
0: I didn't hear much because I was too distracted by what I'm calling Frankie's Mexidor. Okay. Which was his Mexican pompadour. Yeah. Um, It was not (laughs) in style at the time. Um, And it was distracting. And it did not, like, it's not that Frankie is, Frankie can be an attractive guy. Um, It was not a good look for him. I mean, granted, he was kind of scrubby and just going to pick up his check and whatever, but, yeah. um, I was just a little taken aback by his... I mean, I feel like that haircut is in now. Yeah. Like, everyone's rocking that so Like, current, my hair is pretty big as we speak, but, like... Yeah. I, just not for the time. Right. And trademark Mexador.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... So, Spencer actually goes inside and talks to Heidi for a minute, and I had absolutely no notes about this.
0: Nope, not a one. He just
1: discloses to Heidi what happened outside and says that Brody is hanging out with Spencer's enemy, and Spencer would never do that back to Brody.
0: Yeah, he he basically says, like, if someone was talking about Brody, like, I would never talk to him again, no matter who it was, <laughs> and bleh,
1: And he's full of shit. Yeah.
0: Totally bullshit. I'm not sure why I think that Spencer in my head sounds like the Count from Sesame Street, but he does. I'm fine with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then um, Lauren and Whitney arrive in New York. Excuse me, I'm yawning, but this episode deserves that. And they show up to the Teen Vogue office in New York, and Lauren makes a joke that she looks like Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue Barbie, and she absolutely does.
0: Oh, totally. But I thought she looked great. She I did love that look good. dress. And then Whitney um, was also wearing a really cute dress, like, strapless. It was, like, a kind of printed. I yeah, So you're making a face.
1: I love Whitney's dress. However, she does look like she's going to prom. It's floral, silk, strapless, sweetheart.
0: But it was, Whereas, like, knee length.
1: Yes, but Lauren is wearing what looks like a Victoria Beckham business dress with, like, a belt oh, in.
0: 10,000%. But yeah. I, to me... Whitney's dress didn't say prom to me at all. It said maybe, like, garden party.
1: Okay. Well, close enough. It doesn't say work.
0: Okay, well, you have to remember I'm a lot older than you. So when people <laughs> went to prom, they wore ridiculous, okay. frilly, crinoline, giant, like, no one wore like a normal dress. Okay. So, like, to me, prom is like a bridesmaid's dress.
1: I will rephrase. A satin, floral, <laughs> sweetheart, strapless dress is not something you wear even to make a presentation at work.
0: Well, and the worst part was that she was futzing with it, and she said that it was ripping. Oh, I, I think actually my think... dress is ripping. She really pulled out the inks this season. This oh, episode, it was bad. This, there was a lot of inks. This yes, episode. I have one
1: later. Um, I actually think the greater crime with Whitney's outfit, the dress. She looks great in it. I don't find it business meeting appropriate. She's wearing flats with it. She's a giant. I know, but come on i know it would have made it so much more attractive if she'd had a longer leg and if you're striving to look super professional why are you wearing ugly little flats with that dress Uh, it's almost as though production made her put on flats to stand the same height as lauren they probably did yeah because lauren's wearing very tall
0: heels yeah i bet they did
1: yeah it made me sad for whitney though i'm sure she
0: wanted to wear tall shoes um, so then, they're, so they're sitting in the lobby, they're discussing, they get called in the office. Wow. Amy Astley, her hair, her bob, is giving it. And it's- by the way, you guys, <laughs> Meredith's straight husband, Yeah. the entire episode was like, what's up with her hair? Her hair is amazing. I love her hair, 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 hair. <laughs> yeah. And it, I'll give it to him. I mean, it was so New York at the time. It's even fashionable <laughs> now. It's, um, a, a shoulder length and it's just like barely brushing her shoulders bob. It's been flat ironed into oblivion with the straightest
1: like, bangs you'll ever see
0: yeah very shattered layers and bookshelves straight across like also super flat iron bangs so high fashion so perfect the only way I would have liked it better is if it was jet black not necessarily on her but if it was a dark color she's a blonde um, it would have been even more striking but it was phenomenal and for Meredith's husband I mean he was losing his mind
1: I can also tell you that my husband was probably reminded of Edna Mole from the movie The Incredibles. Fair enough. The little fashion woman with yeah, the blonde bob. Fair but, enough, yeah. yeah. It is a very fashion haircut. I'm just saying.
0: Loved it. Absolutely loved it.
1: So then Lauren, <gasps> shock of shocks, they don't need her for the presentation. Nope. What? Lauren, you're going to go work with Marc Jacobs. And you have 20 minutes to get downtown. Do you know New
0: York? Nope. Taxi time. Well, and I was a little confused because, do, do we know where Teen Vogue's offices are? Because they didn't say. Now, I know that she was going to 72 Spring Street, which is in Soho. Yeah. But, like, where, was she uptown? Like, where were they? Midtown? I don't I'm know.
1: assuming Midtown or the Garment District because it's like a fashion oh, okay. magazine, but it yeah. looks like Midtown. Yeah. That seems like where most of the office buildings are, like Columbus Circle, Midtown.
0: Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it's not
1: financial district. It's not all the way downtown. That would make
0: sense. And this was the most nonsensical thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. Yeah. Like, hi, intern from Vogue, who's here to give a presentation. Actually, we're going to send you randomly to Mark Jacobs' studio to help dress models for a fashion shoot. I mean, for a Fashion Week in a week when there are 20 million other people to already do it.
1: Yeah. It was weird. And Lauren is hustling which I appreciate yeah. actually I'll give her kudos for that however she's hustling for no reason mm-hmm. Amy Astley makes it sound like people at the Mark Jacobs showroom are expecting her any minute and that is not true
0: yeah she's like actually, actually have to leave right now well you know who else has to leave? the fucking camera crew Yeah, and they didn't give her a black car We're so silly. she actually got in a cab yeah it's it's really dumb. Yeah.
1: And the week before Fashion Week, no one at any fashion office is looking at the clock except to say, holy shit, we're almost out of time.
0: Oh, yeah. They're working 24-7. Oh, I meant to- Not that um, crappy
1: intern is five minutes late. No one cares.
0: Fashion Week. This was two, 2007, right? Yeah. I wanted to look up when it was.
1: Oh, good call.
0: Because I, I meant to do that before we started recording. Like, in terms of Fashion Week 2007. getting the fucking date.
1: Well, I can talk about
0: what else happens when
1: Lauren arrives at Marc Jacobs while well, you do that. Okay. So, Lauren finds whoever she's supposed to find at the front desk and is introduced to some other woman who looks like a robo-bitch. And my husband commented on that, too. <laughs> she, just, she looks like a fashion woman. She looks exhausted and pissed off in yet a chic way. And... They offer Lauren a different pair of shoes because she's wearing these fuck me heels to work on her feet for, I guess, what is about to be all day. They haven't really told her how long she'll be there. And she says, no, I'm fine. And they let her know what her responsibilities are, and she is basically finishing the models before they walk and get their photo taken. So she is buckling their shoes, she is putting clamps on the clothes to make sure they, you know, fit even tighter, putting their belts on, all that kind of stuff. And the woman lets Lauren know that they need to be 100% styled. Uh, Fashion Week in 2007
0: was started September 7th.
1: Aha. Okay.
0: So this was. They said it was
1: a week away. And I said yeah. September 1st yeah, while we you're were right. watching. Yeah, you're Damn, right. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> just by sheer chance. <laughs> um, and then we're at the meeting with Amy Astley, <laughs> which is basically a giant checklist of all these things that Whitney fucked up.
0: <laughs> well, I just said that, like, Whitney was raked over the coals. Like, they. Yeah. She pulls out her. And by the way, I think it's funny because in 2007, she would have done a PowerPoint presentation. She actually had. Giant like poster boards of all the stuff. I mean, what the fuck? I don't so know. So she, she shows them the diagram of the, like a, a, a bird's eye view of the venue, where the venue is, the other venues around it, and the car, whatever. And, um, they ask her if there's valet. She says yes. That's pretty much the only thing that she gets right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it, really was. it was. I know. That was it.
1: I have a list. I can run down it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so it was, let's, let's go down together. Uh, wicker chairs.
1: Yep. Er- <laughs>
0: Uh, Carpet too brown. Carpet for the runway. No carpet. Uh, (laughs) Chandeliers in the trees. How many? I mean, they just the poor Whitney. It was just like where those where those florals going? Oh, that's right in front of the floral arrangements. And to be fair, I will say this in Teen Vogue's defense because the rest of it, I was like, poor Whitney. Um, They did look like centerpieces, and Whitney says, "Oh, they're going to go on the walls. Like, what? How are you going to attach them to the walls? They're centerpieces." You're going to hot glue them to the wall? I don't know. I just saw sunflowers and I was out. Oh, I didn't see sunflowers. Oh, yeah. One oh, of the okay. examples
1: was sunflowers. Um,
0: so they really rip for a new one and they show, and I'm, <laughs> this was canned and stupid, not real, but they keep flashing to the other. I'm assuming, I don't know if they were interns, I don't know who they were. They were 11 years old. I mean, they were not old, those people at that know. meeting. Um, and they're all just like snickering and kind of like giving each other a sigh and side glances. Um, so it really looks like they just went to shit. Like, if I was Whitney, I would have gone up to the top of the building and didn't throw myself down in the Avenue of the Americas and been done with it. Yep.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't want to dirty that dress, though. True. <laughs> um, so then we get a brief getaway to Lauren working at Marc Jacobs. And she sits down in a huff, basically exhausted. And she actually sighs because she's just working so hard. She actually has to be an intern today and she's exhausted. <laughs> So then she gets introduced to the one and only Marc Jacobs.
0: Yes, she does. And he is in full meth mode.
1: Yep. Sweatpants, cigarette in hand. Mm -hmm. Asks her what she's doing and she is alphabetizing headshots
0: of models. And he says, oh, very important. Yeah. Important work. And then Um, struts away. I was going to say sachets away. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there was some serious hip action going, I see is yeah. away. Yeah,
1: glutes, glutes, glutes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, it, 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 why can't he just be Tom Ford? I don't know. It's so sad. I don't know. That being said, I would 10,000% go to one of his meth grinder parties in New York. I don't do meth. But <laughs> to hang out with a bunch but of, But you would like, make an exception. I would make an exception for right. a Mark Jacobs, Jacobs meth party in New York.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. So, live them, a little. Then we see the girls packing up at their hotel room at the W. And my husband actually is the well, one. Well,
0: I th- have a, a very quick note before that. Oh, okay. Where's Super Intern Emily? Oh, yeah. We're in New York. Did she already leave?
1: She already founded Glossier. Maybe.
0: Which, by the way, I made the stupid mistake of liking Glossier on Facebook. They post and now, a lot. Oh, my God.
1: They post a lot. So much. Yeah. So much. Yeah.
0: So annoying. Um, yeah, so Super, super Entry Emily was nowhere to be found. She could have done all this shit in about 10 minutes. Yep. <laughs> With one hand tied behind her back.
1: Of course. So the girls are at their hotel room at the W, and Whitney says she's curious about the meeting. Yep. She wants to know how it went, and they'll find out all at the <laughs> tasting tomorrow.
0: Yes. I got, It is a I, double whammy. Yeah, and the well, meat and ink
1: and the taste ink.
0: She actually says taste ink again later yep. when they get back to LA. Oh, and it's worse Way LA. worse, yeah.
1: Because my notes are in all caps. Me, me too.
0: <laughs> taste <laughs>
1: um, So they're packing up a really big suitcase and they've been there for 24 hours and my husband was the one who pointed out, did they even spend the night?
0: Yeah. Valid they question. Yeah, I guess. Good. I guess
1: they did. Um, and Whitney says, I'm sad to say goodbye, and Lauren says, I'm happy to go home. Yeah? That 24 hours really and wore you out?
0: If I was Whitney, I wouldn't be sad to say goodbye. I would be like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. I was <laughs> raked over the coals of that meeting.
1: Lauren got to meet her idol. Why is she ready to go home?
0: Yeah, if I was Whitney, I'd be in a corner crying. Like, it, that was a hard meeting.
1: She doesn't seem phased by it.
0: She doesn't. She really doesn't. And what- so that 100% leads me to believe- that we saw a minute and a half of like an hour long meeting, and they just cut all of the negative comments into one little minute and a half montage.
1: Yes. Because Whitney is winning. Always, always winning.
0: <laughs> Hashtag winning.
1: Yep. So then, momentary cutaway to Shea Ambiel.
0: For like 30 seconds. And
1: Spencer is again sitting on his ass. We're back to normal. And he's on the phone calling Brody and leaves Brody a voicemail.
0: With Jaboy.
1: (laughs) What up, playboy? Playboy. (laughs) He doesn't actually say that, by the way, listeners. That's just us improvising and making it more entertaining.
0: And what I think is really funny, and you don't watch Big Brother, do you? No. Okay, I do. And there's a guy in Big Brother this season who it looks like may possibly win. His name is Paul. And he is trying to bring back your boy, so hard in all of his confession but he refers to it himself he's like your boy's doing good your boy's doing good your boy's gonna win this thing your boy and they even do like hashtag your boy like that's his whole like he's been trying to make it happen all season and all I can think of this was done 10 years ago by Spencer and Brody and the gang sorry about it. he
1: should kick Spencer some money every time he says it
0: he's also like 23 so he would have been like 13 so maybe he didn't see this originally but like it's really annoying and all I can think of is the hills Every time he says it.
1: I mean, that's great. Yeah, boy. He's reviving it slowly. Mm-hmm. So then we are at the Disney Concert Hall.
0: At the Padua Restaurant.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the Taste Dink. Yeah. Oh, it's a do's. The Taste Dink.
0: Um, and would you like to know what the Padua Restaurant stands for? Yeah. Um, this is gross that I know this, but I believe, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, someone tweet me or yell at me or whatever the fuck. Um, (laughs) I think it's a Star Wars restaurant, because, themed, because Disney owns Star Wars. Oh. And the Jedi's in training from the newer movies are called Padawan, or Padawan.
1: Okay. I believe that. It's a
0: Disney restaurant. That makes sense. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And was the tasting for the Young Hollywood Party? They don't really say that.
0: They said they're there for the Teen vote tasting, so I'm assuming it was for the Young Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be serving food. Like, why else would you be there for a tasting? I don't know. I was
1: just curious. I'm sure they do more than one event at a time.
0: I th- Yeah, I think it was for the party. I mean, the party's in, like, two weeks, so that would make sense.
1: Okay. Um and Lisa shows up again with her pack of gays.
0: I said Lisa Love um floats into the room with her fruit flies.
1: Yes. Yeah so it's
0: buzzing but, around her. Funny
1: enough, so she walks into this tasting with three Mo's behind her, and they actually looked like the guys from Gigolos on Showtime, even though I know they're not gay. But just those like huge sunglasses and oh, the yeah. colored shirts like all in a row. They looked like the Gigolos. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um so then, Lisa Love tells Whitney that the presentation was great. New York is very
0: excited. And what the fuck were you thinking, MTV? Like, what? Like, did you edit it that way so that when she says this, we go, oh, "Shoo!" Oh, I'm so relieved because for the last seven minutes, I've been so worried that Whitney was going to be ad- like, "What? What?" Uh-huh.
1: I don't know. I
0: don't get it. What were you thinking? And what about that was great? She was
1: able to answer a single question.
0: I mean, again, I'm sure the presentation was an hour long and we saw oh, it why didn't happen, they but use like...
1: a clip of her actually knowing information? Yeah.
0: Dumb. Yeah. Dumb the dumb, dumb, dumb.
1: So then Lisa Love says, and Whitney, we heard about the dress you were wearing. And Whitney says, was it bad? And Lisa just says, well, it was very dressy. I'll expect to see you like that at work from now on. <laughs> and
0: then everyone throws their head back and laughs. Yeah,
1: do you have any grey <laughs> Like. <laughs> yeah, it was wearable.
0: a little weird and also I can't imagine Amy Astley being like, oh my god, guess what Winnie was wearing? Like I I mean I guess it is teen vogue, but still.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say the reason Amy Asley said something about it is because it's not a fucking work dress. Fair enough. And I realized prom dresses were different for you, but that was not a business meeting dress. I'm
0: honestly shocked that she wasn't just in black from head to toe. Like yes. it's New York. Like just yes. like, throw on some black shit and call it a day. Yes. So
1: there you have it. I'm not surprised Amy Ashley said something.
0: <laughs> I was a little shocked that Amy Ashley was wearing a purple Barney top. Yeah. Like usually they just wear black.
1: I know. Lisa Love actually takes the fashion crown this episode. Yeah. I think. Totes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Final scene. We made it.
0: We made it. We're at Lauren's apartment. Brody shows up and it's all like, oh,
1: Lauren gives him a hug and he says, I missed you. She was gone for a day, according to this timeline.
0: 48 hours.
1: Okay. Two days. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because
0: if they... Okay, so they met with Lisa Love. So let's put it into perspective. So they left New York... Oh, yeah, because of the time difference. Yeah, they probably got back pretty early, met with Lisa. Well, let's be honest, they're lazy TV stars. So they probably flew to New York, flew back, had a day off, then met with Lisa, then Brody came over. Okay. But, right. yeah, it's, it was dumb. I mean, that was the whole... And yeah. Lauren
1: has candles and flowers everywhere, and Brody makes comment about the mood lighting. I don't disagree. It's a bit much. And... Um, I want Brody's
0: t-shirt. Yes, you it did. It was a Like, it was a giant skull from, like... neck to uh, belly um, with a little... It was black and white but with a little bit of like coloring around the shading around the outline. I loved it. I want it right now.
1: Uh, Whereas I want to rip it off him because Brody looks adorable in this scene. Totally. His haircut, it looks like he just got a fresh trim or something and his eyelashes are out of control.
0: And what I want to talk about because Meredith mentions his eyelashes and she's like he must curl those. And I wrote in the episode i said brody makes me want to get an eyelash perm yeah which you can do and i actually am thinking about maybe doing it because i do have long eyelashes um i think he got them permed maybe
1: they you can see them in profile and they are curled
0: curled now to be fair to brody i do have an old friend i haven't seen him in years his name is chris sweeney we used to call him teeny Weenie sweeney because he's like five foot three um straight guy <laughs> But had the most beautiful eyes and eyelashes I've ever seen. And they were like that. They were really long, but they were super, like, cupid doll curled. Yeah. And, like, Some gorgeous. people
1: are, are lucky. Yeah. I'm just... I'm jealous. And he looks very handsome. So Brody lets Lauren know that Spencer called him and said, I'm not going to call him back. And... Lauren says that she doesn't want to be responsible for the end of a friendship, especially one that lasted so long, and Brody says that it's his decision and he doesn't want to call him back. Yeah. And that's where we end.
0: Well, but I wonder, too, again, I'm going back to, do we think this is more Spencer Brody behind the scenes trying to create some drama for Spencer? Maybe. I mean, they're friends. I mean...
1: It also could be behind the scenes stuff that they're actually mad at each other for also.
0: Like what? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Well, if Brody had ever showed up to fucking the Capitol Skyline Hotel for the pool party to DJ last summer, I would know because I could have asked him, but he blew it off and never showed.
1: I mean, maybe the plan was not for Brody to be friends with Lauren as long as he has been and Spencer's mad about it or... Maybe. You okay. know. Yeah. there Fair There are a lot of bullshit variables that I guess could be true. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: That's it. And then we got some scenes from the next. Um and next week we get um young Hollywood party, we get um Heidi's birthday, and we get the return of Justin Bobby. Yeah, about time. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. I need some laughs. Yeah, totes, my goats. <laughs> um, all right, well have a great week everyone, and we'll talk to you in a week. And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter. At Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at B at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.